fucking special guest mick we do i swear that music is like a tab of blotter on a wednesday <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> so everybody say hi to tisa wicked tisa! hello hello baby hello <laughs> so 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 i'm returning the favor i was on you you showed me yours now I'm showing you. Now I'm showing you mine. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of like with Bobby. Don't touch me that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, which, by the way, I was. It cracked me up that that was the first thing I heard on your podcast was don't, don't touch me that way. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> It was a wonderful episode. I kind of feel that me and you outshadowed <laughs> Jason and Bobby, and they were just sitting there looking at each other like, what the fuck? Well, what I thought was really funny is is that we all three are huddled, all four of us huddled around a mic, uh, your recorder, right? Um, and and they're leaned over on the bed, and you and I are like, like in the chairs, and we're all just like leaning over it. And after a while, they just leaned back. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is really No, great. it was like, it was like, ah, eh, we could come in every once in a while. Yeah. That, that was about <laughs> it. Cause uh, pretty much it had a natural flow and it was just going between you and me. Yeah. We, we, uh, we were the dominant ones. That's what happens there. You know, they just couldn't keep up with us. Sorry, that's, Jason. Sorry, Bobby. Yeah. You're, just, you're just not that dominant enough. Like you got to be out there, man. <laughs> Apex predators. <laughs> no, 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 no. So uh, that'd be podcast apex predators. <laughs> I'm a pod. Me and you were podcast apex predators. That is true. And we ate them alive. We ate yeah. them alive. <laughs> so anyway, that was so much fun. I, I really, uh, I had a great time. Um, but I, I, I do want to, uh, you, you know, you know, you know, 100% why I called this podcast rabbit hole is because think of what happened with the toe thing. <laughs> yes. See, that, that was a perfect example of a rabbit hole right there <laughs> because we didn't even get on. We, we sidetracked. I immediately sidetracked everything and it was sidetracked for a good 25 minutes <laughs> <laughs> talk about your tangents <laughs> but it was a good one it wasn't was good you know what for the most part most of most of the tangents that i go on are good ones you know i i would say this my life has been just a tangent it's how i got into the biz it's how i've uh 
<laughs> it's how I've gone from show to show. It's just a tangent. It's it it is it is I'm planning to go I'm planning to go this way and do this. <laughs> but only until the next thing happens that makes me go another direction. <laughs> this is the first episode of Rabbit Hole with the inclusion of video. That is why Mick is laughing at times because he can see me and you guys can't. So uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's I, I should do you think that I should change to uh I, I don't even know how to, to get a video going on mine, you know? That would be uh, something that we'll have to work out. Well, we are going to have to work out, but the video is very nice of you, by the way. Thank you. Yes, you 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 are just a a stunning magnis- magnificent beard of a man. <laughs> Why, thank you, Mick Strawn. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just, so what do you think of the what do you think of the beard overall? I I I I stay. I kept my beard for uh, for New York Horror because really I was too busy not uh, to do it to shave. It looks good, Tisa. I love beards. So for me, if like that, uh, we'll see what happened. Was it was an evolution. At first, when I was younger, I was like, ew. No, ew. Ew. No. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. as I got a little bit older and I matured, I was like, I like a beard. I like a lumberjack. Where, <laughs> I was like, where are they? Where oh. He's a lumberjack. I'm like, it just, for me, it's just like some people can do it really well. Some people can't. TJ is one that can handle a beard very well. Thank you. But, but for me, it's very manly. Like if you know, there only are certain men that I don't like. I, like- I can't. I, I can't handle a long beard. I. I, j- I mean, just recent. Just I. I, I was a very. Uh, I had a stash all through the eighties and some of the nineties. You know, because nobody made it through the nineties uh, uh, or eighties uh, without a stash. And that includes at least fifty percent of the women, um, but but uh, but just recently, the first time, probably the first time that I had uh, really seriously grown a beard, maybe about four years ago. And um, once it gets long and it starts eating for itself, and 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 it gets needy, and and it you know gets its own personality and stuff, which could possibly be just a you know, a symbiont kind of thing going on in there. I don't 100% know what's happening inside of those hairs when they get that long. And I, I, I didn't like it because there was a certain period there where we were competing for food. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is... <laughs> what, you never had that happen? <laughs> no, I have not lost food to my beard yet. I guess uh, well, I'm, guess I'm winning well, this battle. You, 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 you're just not you're just not growing a sentient beard <laughs> <laughs> That's great. My, my my beards uh you know it isn't long before they have phone numbers and agents and everything else <laughs> you know? there's an instagram for mixed beard <laughs> my hair my hair has had its own agent for years and uh occasionally we book on different coasts and it's just complicated <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! So, Mick, you watched Vengeance at New Jersey Horror Con with a crowd. I did. I did. It was. Uh, 
it's a, a surprisingly good film, boy. I mean, for the money and uh, I don't know, those bastards must have known what they were doing. Or they must have had somebody there that knew what they were doing. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> somebody. 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 Did yeah, you get somebody. to meet up with your nightmare cohorts? Did I what? Which nightmare cohorts did you meet up with at the New Jersey HorrorCon? I got to I got to see uh oh guy who Heather of all people. Heather 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 Langenkamp, yeah. I got to uh, I got to see her and um Amanda Wise from the first one. Mm -hmm. Uh and I've run into Amanda Wise several times over the years. Uh have not run into Heather uh before since then. And um uh, I, I got her a book uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street Four, and a promise of an interview for Nightmare for um, my book on that I'm writing for Three. Excellent. So I got more and more people lined up. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, I've got a. I've got four or five different interviews actually uh, done already. Um. Uh, I did the process of, you know, I have been so busy since I did the other book that uh, it has been really hard to get back in and, and, you know, spend seven months tracking people down, which is, which is, you know, I know that, I know that we are now known as the, uh, as the communication generation. This, yep. this time, this is the time of communication. The problem is, <laughs> is that everybody has their own form of communication and it's so hard to track people down because there's so many ways, you know, the thing is, is there could be a person that's a Twitter person Ooh. and you don't even know they exist. Uh, you know, if you're a Facebook person or there's, you know, older people, especially in my case, uh, the, you know, people from nightmare on Elm street three and, and, and the nightmare on Elm streets in general, uh, they are just phone people, right? Uh, and and so you have to get together with them by phone, or they're just Facebook people, or they're uh, or you know they've gone you know full um, full retro, and uh, you have to uh, fax them, and you have to wait until they're they're at their home for their home phone to track them down. So I I this is uh, this is a great time for communication. Um, but just with like-minded people. <laughs> Fair enough. So anyway, so, Hey, listen, I, I want to ask, Whoa, one of my grandchildren is looking at me. Oh, <laughs> what the heck? They're surrounding my car. Oh, by the way, did I mention that I'm now podcasting on my car? Oh, that's no, cool. I no, you didn't. <laughs> well, the, th the thing is, is that the house is very, uh, the, the house that we're in now, A, it needs to be completely uh, remodeled. I mean, it's brand new, but it's just uh, not laid out right. Um, and so we haven't moved a lot of stuff in, so it's really echoey. Ah. So I found that uh, my car is giving me great sound. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. Isn't this good sound? It is very good sound. Yeah. Is it? Is it just me, or is my yeah. sound, or is my sound perfect? Oh, it is very <laughs> perfect. So, questions out to you guys. So you've got the network, and and, and uh, Wicked Wednesdays is on it, right? Yep. So tell me all about Wicked Wednesdays. 
should I do this or should TJ? It's your show, darling. <laughs> well, Wicked Wednesday is, it happens, of course, on every Wednesday. It's a horror podcast and I have special guests that come on or I sit there and I talk about horror, different movies I've seen. Um, it's kind of was a joke at one point about, I don't even know how it started, but hashtag show more wiener in horror movies. That became a thing. <laughs> because no, now let me. Oh, no, 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 no. I hold on. Okay. Hold on. Because <laughs> this, this, this is really funny. Okay. First of all, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? Thank because you. there's that whole thing these days that says, uh, uh, sh- uh, re, uh, Put put the tits back into horror, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, yeah. no, that's that's what it is. It's basically a sex thing, right? More tits and horror. So here's the thing, and, and I wanted to because I have I have a super kind of thing about this is how come we don't have gay? <laughs> yeah, we gay, need, we need more gay. Nightmare on Elm Street two vibes. Right. Exactly. Am I right? Because I told I tell Jeremy about this. He says, well, because, you know, we're we're, uh, we're going to have a lesbian love scene. I said, well, that's great and all. But, you know, for equal equal uh, equal exposure. Let's have uh, some two why, dudes. Why don't you tits? have a gay yeah. love scene? And uh, and I'm going to guess that that is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, well, because it's kind of like for me when I watch the horror movies and like you always see like, like, you know, vengeance, right? All right, let's take vengeance. There was lots of boobies flopping around everywhere. That's great. Boobs right. do nothing for me. Now, when that guy was getting out of the water and he cupped himself, I'm like, come on, man, that girl's naked. Let it fly. <laughs> well, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on now. <laughs> you said you said let it fly uh, unless you were talking about the size of the situation. I don't think that there was going to be a lot of flying if it flew. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it's just my whole thing. And it's like even with like Louie, he's taking a piss. He turned, but he's freaking he. And then he turns around and pulls. I'm like, why can't we? You know, I'm like, it's always like the girls are always naked. And that's okay. That's fine and everything. But like, we should see. It should be equal. What's so one director equal? that keeps it equal? Yes. There's only <laughs> w- name one director that keeps it equal, Tisa. Adam Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> he shows Wiener. <laughs> well, hold, hold on though. Uh, uh, <laughs> is, is Goose gonna I, get naked? I, I hate. I hate to bring up one of the classics, but uh, how about Boogie Nights? Oh, that's right. But that's not a real penis, is it? Well, it's funny. You just set me up for a great story. Would you like to hear it? Is it the rubber penis story that we've told before? Uh, I was going to go with (laughs) – I'm going to go around the – with the around the table one, not the other one. We told that one. Okay. Uh, Okay. So uh, I was working with um, a company called – oh, God. What was it? FX? FX. FX effects, SFX effects. And, um, and I, I, I was running the shop and, and kind of like organizing everything and going out on, as lead on shows. And, uh, this is, this is always what I did in between, uh, design gigs, right? Uh, because I had equal experience in both worlds. And so, um, we get a call for this show called Boogie Nights. And, and I, Stop by the office first thing in the morning 
And uh, Diane, who's the who was the coordinator, uh, she was, uh, you know, a- answered the phones and and kind of got people to meetings and stuff. And she goes, "Hey, we just got this thing dropped in our lap. Um, you're due at ten o'clock." And I mean, it was like nine thirty in L.A. Right, nine thirty. I was due at ten at ten o'clock, uh, all the way across town for the sit down. Uh, pre-production meeting. Okay. So that means that th- that kind of meeting is where you sit at the table and you read through the script with everybody at the table, right? And the first AD reads a scene and then everybody discusses like whose department is going to be and, and, and <coughs> what, what good uh, meetings you could break off into and stuff like that. Right. Oh yeah. And then you, and then you do the next scene and, and he reads through them. Right. And <laughs> you, the thing is, there are always like three or four people that have just been brought in, brought on, right, mm-hmm. on the film. And so, you know, sometimes you – a lot of times you're walking into this meeting and, and you're just – this is the first you've heard about everything, right? So I hadn't had a chance to read the script. She uh, – Diane gives me the script and I'm out the door, right? And on my way across town and they were – I was about five minutes late to the meeting and they were already reading the script. And what you do in this case is you grab a script off of the pile, right? So that you have two scripts and then you can put one open because, you know, this is traditional. You, you, you put the, you put the script down, you take the clips out of the script uh, and you start turning the pages over, right? According to what he's reading, the first AD. And then you have the one that's in your lap (laughs) that you're, desperately trying to get two pages ahead right so so that when he reads it you kind of got at least an inkling of whether or not everybody's going to look at you (laughs) so i'm desperately down here and 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 i'm i'm reading boogie nights and i'm i'm like probably two pages ahead and i read and and suddenly he pulls an enormous penis out of his pants and i'm looking down and I, and a lot of a lot of weird things were going through my head. I'm going, what kind of a meeting did they send me to? You know, I was like, what a, what are we doing here? And I look up, and the prop master who was sitting right across from me, is he knows me, right? We'd known each other for years, and and he was just waiting for me to read that under the table right <laughs> and i look up like really puzzled and he grabs my eye with his eye he says yeah he says and here it is and he reaches down and he grabs this like a uh, um, paper bag and he pulls this enormous rubber penis out of it and slaps it down on the table in front of- <laughs> and i'm like uh Wow. (laughs) And I realized that I wasn't in Kansas anymore. No, no, you are not, Mick. (laughs) And then, and then I have a lot more stories about that, but we don't need to go into them now. I think I told one of them already on rabbit hole, right? You told one on my, uh, our interview together. Our first. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So this is a first for rabbit hole out. We did talk about a penis before, but that was Freddie as a giant penis. Oh, that was I didn't I didn't tell about the the other one. I didn't tell the the other one about Boogie Nights. Uh, I don't think so. 
This uh, whole thing is going to be like you bring Tisa on, and it's all about dick. What the fuck? Before we right, get before right. we let's, get on to you know our what? next penis let's, story, let's ask Tisa another question. Okay, let's do that because okay. yeah, that that that's going to suck up the air out of the room. Yes. <laughs> in in several different scintillating ways. So Tisa, <laughs> talk about the start of your modeling career. Um, well, let's see. When I was, I believe, about 15, um, I was in a really bad relationship. My first relationship, it ended really bad. It was, I had to leave school. It was a nightmare. It was awful. And I had no confidence. Um, and my mom decided that since I was a stubborn child and I refused to try to go to therapy or whatever, she wanted to help build my confidence. So, she helped me by taking me to one of those like modeling acting kind of school classes and it did, it helped. And I did some commercial stuff, um, you know, print work before I had, you know, I had blonde hair, blue eyes, no tattoos. So I was just like, you know, the poster child for like, you know, JC Penny and stuff. So they liked that. And then I did some of that and then I did some runway stuff. Um, and then I decided that I didn't want to be all, cutesy and I started getting tattoos, stopped doing like the mainstream modeling. And I went and I got a whole bunch of tattoos and, um, I, and then I decided I wanted to get back in cause I was in another horrible relationship. So I was like, you know, it made me feel better last time. So let me try it again. And I started doing pinup. I taught pinup classes. I did all that, you know, like I loved, I love Lucy. I love all the vintage movies and, um, and then I started doing that. And then people started telling me that I couldn't really do sexy. So I'm the kind of person when someone tells me, because I'm super stubborn, and I'm like, <laughs> they're like, really? Oh, really? <laughs> stubborn, you say? Huh. Stubborn. <laughs> I can't imagine that. And I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck it. I'm going to show it. I'm going to show these people. And I, um, I got some blue highlights in my hair and I was like, I really like that. Then I decided to go all blue with my hair. And now I have green and blue and black and it kind of, I did some tattoo modeling and it kind of, it was for me, but it wasn't. And then eventually I decided that I wanted to do more creative stuff. And I love making Costumes like horror stuff, like drenching stuff in blood, ripping it, making it look disgusting. And I decided to do focus more on my love for horror. And I started to do more and more. And I worked with more and more photographers that were like, yeah, let's do that. It's not like just lingerie, pretty stuff. Right, and right. It, le it led me. Edgy, edgy. Edgy. And like, you know, like, because my whole thing is that I, um, I understand the way it is. Um with, you know, on social, like people want to see lingerie and stuff, but I'm like, let me take that up a notch. Let me go and look completely dead and full of blood and guts in lingerie. Ha. And it kind of became like a whole thing. And it led me to, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And then something just kind of pushed me, my mom, my sister, and everybody were like, you got to do it. You got to do it. And then, um, I met TJ through Bobby and it and then TJ heard my podcast, and the rest is the rest is history. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> I could just see you, uh, somebody trying to choke you with a garret from behind, and and 
you like just her face looking contorted and yet beautiful with the uh, everything out and holding holding a liquid detergent doing <laughs> doing a you know doing a Vanna White yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When you said that, I was thinking, oh, modeling. Uh, here's your little. But it's true. And that's why, like, when Bobby and I first met, we started doing shoots together. He was always used to the girls always playing, like, the victims and being scared. But every time that Jason Voorhees, when he was in character, was around me, all I could do was smile. And, like try to flirt with them. And I'm like, Hey, Jason, you want to, and he's just like, Tisa, what is the matter with you? I'm like, I don't know. So then we kind of played on it, that it was going to be like, I was going to be like his sidekick kind of thing. And I was going to be like, but every single photo I, you cannot see me. Like I am all like when somebody is like when Bobby does like Jason and or if like when I was watching vengeance, he was looking over at me like, are you serious? Like you're smiling like that. Like I said in my podcast with you, <laughs> I just love it. I don't know why. I'm a, I'm a deranged sick person, I guess. Uh, but I love you, girl. I love you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So back to the watch. penises. Okay, so uh, uh, how long are we in? Because uh, I think this will take us out. Let's see. You got about uh, 20 minutes left. Okay, here we go. So, uh, so you know how we got the job, right? Yep. So now, here's the thing. Now, this job... This is this is one where uh, the special effects people kind of come in and out. We uh, we uh, some a lot of scenes don't need us, but uh, you know we we make uh, I sit down and make a schedule, and so I'll, I'll intersect them across town in in on different days and stuff to come in and do gags. And one of the gags that we did, one of the gags that we made was a Corvette that. Uh, there it it gets it shot to pieces right mm -hmm. and so we had to rig it for all the pieces and the thing is is in california you can't um you couldn't at the time and i'm pretty sure it's uh it's now you couldn't uh set off a squib with a radio mm -hmm. so you had to you had to hardwire it it had to be right somebody had to be right there to make things fire. So what we had to do is we had to make this Corvette. Um, the thing is, is the Corvette rolls away. The guy get, jumps out of the Corvette. It rolls away and then gets completely shot up as it hits a telephone pole. <laughs> so because of that, what we had to do is we had to make all the rigging for the car itself to be steered from behind the seat with a, a small mirror coming up so that you, so that the driver and it had to be a very small person had to sit in that little square, uh, that is, uh, right behind the, the rear seat in, in a, in a two seat car. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it isn't a seat. You can't sit back there. So, uh, in that area, we put a, a mirror and all the controls of the car. And I rigged that with a couple of, uh, of tech, technicians that i was using and uh the uh, amount of joy that the guy who owned the company the amount of joy that he had because he was a little tiny guy right and he got to jump in and drive that uh corvette up and down um studio boulevard without anybody in the front and <laughs> so you couldn't see him literally you couldn't see him and and oh man 
the, the we got to see him go up and down in front of us and on Ventura Boulevard, which is the busiest road, one of the second busiest road in um in Southern California uh, in that Corvette with people looking at him, and he almost made people crash left and right, you know. <laughs> so, but but we did that kind of rigging, right? But the other rigging that we did. <laughs> is we were supposed to do bullet hits and the bullet two of the most interesting bullet hits were in the middle of the party scene at the beginning there is a continuous shot that goes from bill macy's car he gets out of the car he goes into the party this is all one shot into the party uh he goes through people flash you know like flash camera he gets a drink uh the drink gets taken off in front of him uh there's just all this interaction and then he goes down the hallway and he opens the door to the uh to the laundry room and his uh his wife is getting banged by uh, a porn star and then he and then he just stands there for a sec turns around goes back to the car camera on him all the way back to the car pulls out a gun Goes back in, comes down the hallway, and shoots three shots. Boom, boom, boom at his buck naked wife and the guy that is screwing him, right? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I was sitting with what is called a staring gun, which is a little tiny. It's basically a a tube that you, you put compressed air in and little wax tablets, Okay, and the wax tablets you can blow onto naked skin, and it'll they'll explode, and it'll look like uh, a bullet hit blood, right? So there was supposed to be three hits, bang, bang, bang. There's three of us sitting inside of this room that is like a postage stamp, right? Yeah. And so literally, the guy, this guy was hung. it's like he had a refrigerator between his knees and, and, and not, and not one of those compact ones, you know, that you find in a dorm room. I mean, uh, 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 sub zero, right. Full sub zeros hanging. Right. And I was literally, my head was three feet away from this guy. Right. And, 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 and she had, you know, the correct receptacle for it. As, as such things are. And those two, they were porn stars. And here's the thing is we had to wait in that room until it, Bill Macy came in the second time, the second time. Right. And it had all those opportunities to screw the single shot up. And this was the one of two shots that we were going to do that night. That's all we were going to do. And we sat there and I watched that guy's ball swing in front of my face for 16 hours. <laughs> 16 hours. Swing, 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 swing. He guy was, he, you know, he was hung like like an elephant, he, he had the proportions of a dachshund in a human being. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we sit there and and we finally we get the shot, the last shot, three shots, boom, 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 right? Yeah. And and 
it took 16 hours for him to come through. Here's the thing. The thing that blew me away was this, is that he got too far in front of the camera at the very end of the shot. And he didn't, the camera didn't catch him shooting. He didn't see them in the room, right? Huh. Uh, so they had to do it with sound, just bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And so a lot of people have said to me, they said, well, I've seen that shot and there's nobody at the end of the hallway. And I go, well, there is. It's just that, you know, Bill, Bill got ahead of the camera and the camera couldn't, couldn't catch up because it wouldn't have looked right for him to just rush to catch up to see them shot. Right. Yeah. So, so, so for the longest time, so I told the story for a long time and a lot of people were really skeptical. And finally I told it about a year ago to a guy that's writing a book about boogie nights, which by itself, I have to say, um, of all the films that are out there in the world, somebody wrote a book about boogie nights, right? <laughs> right. I mean, are you kidding me? That's but crazy. Fine. That's you fucking know, crazy. Whatever. I mean, it, it, it's, certainly I've heard of weirder things. Um, so, um, so this guy calls me up and I tell him the story and he's skeptical, right? So I say, ah, okay, well, you know, I was there and, and, and nanny, nanny, nanny. anyway, <laughs> I had, I had the two or three months of mental scarring. <laughs> <laughs> and impotence to prove it. So, <laughs> so it it wasn't impotence to me to tell him that it was that it really happened. <laughs> so anyway, he calls me back in two months and he goes, "Oh my god," he says, "I thought you were exaggerating that, but I just talked to the woman that was in the room with you, the wife." <laughs> I just talked to her and she said, Oh yeah, absolutely. We were all in that room for 16 hours. <laughs> so there you go. You doubters can just suck it. I got it. And it's in a book. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so that's my, um, you know, if you're talking about Dick, that's a story with Dick. Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not hundred percent sure that anybody needed that, but you know, I did. I needed that story. <laughs> you, you needed that I needed story? It. I did. <laughs> no, it's what it, it's something that I've always wanted to get off my uh, chest. Well, there you go. I'm happy <laughs> I came on so you could get that traumatic experience out in the open. Out, out in the open. Heal. And now you can try to heal from seeing a massive <laughs> wang in your face. Wang swinging <laughs> back and forth, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been hung like a hamster ever since. <laughs> so, Mick, uh, I want to say last episode before our break here, we discussed yes. Jack Shoulder and his yes. first film, Alone in the Dark, his directorial debut for New Line. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I managed to watch that film. Did you? I What'd did. What'd you think of it? I thought it was trash. Uh, I like the <laughs> fact that Donald Pleasance was in it. I did not like the killers. Uh, the kills were cool, but the killers were boring <laughs> as fuck. Uh, I found myself getting really bored with the film at times. I found the cinematography to be delightful, but the story to be completely lackluster. Now, who shot it? Uh, let me look. Where the hell's the cast and crew? See, full cast. Let's see here. I'll have to go to the wiki. The Wikipedia. Wiki. 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 So, did you, uh, do you know anything about this film, Mick? I don't. You know, I... I, I 
I know, I know that the, I know that uh, Jack Shoulder kind of got it um, as a consolation prize as director when he was going to do the first Nightmare. Uh, uh, Joseph that, Mangin. Hmm. Well, you know, I have heard, I've heard just rumors, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to say that the, this is, these are just rumors yeah. that uh, uh, Jacques Haitken who was the DP on The Hidden and Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and Quiet Cool, uh, could be uh, very very seriously ill. Uh, I'm not 100% sure about that, and I'm, I, I want to find out because Jacques's a friend. And uh, I, I've just not been able to get a hold of him and I've heard you know some rumors and stuff. And I just want to send this out that Jacques, Chuck, I, I hope you're okay, and uh, I love you, man. So just, just, just letting you know. No. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, other than that, and the dick, you know. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I, Christ! This is I see. This is what happens on rabbit hole. And oh. you know what? I made this happen on Wicked Wednesday too. Yes, you did. With the green toe. Yeah, green with the green toe. toe. And 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 in the defense of my green toe. In defense <laughs> of my green toe, I I can't imagine where I was the the other day and and I I said something about uh he says look at your toe and I go, "Yeah, I know. I I got these sandals with the green straps and, and the color just rubbed off on it." <laughs> and <laughs> In the amount, uh, the amount, the amount, uh, the amount of confusion, the amount of totally swallowing that, you know, uh, was pretty impressive, you know, because there's, it was two women in, in, in a Walmart and they, they were creating a, a, a whole world in which, oh, that can happen. That's happened to me. Yeah. Right. Oh you know, God. that's exactly yeah. the way it went. And I, and, and I, I was very gracious. And I was sweet. And I went, Oh, Oh, did it, it happen to you? Did she say, Oh, I had it. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's the, it's, it's the polish they use. It's the fingernail <laughs> polish you use. You know, you have to seal them. That's what she said. You yeah. have to seal it. <laughs> and <laughs> it just got so fucking weird. <laughs> you need to spray the sandals, you know. You, 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 uh, if you're gonna die, you know, it's like if you're gonna die yourself. In a, uh, it was hilarious. I, I've, I've, I've never approached it that way, and um, because you know, I approach everything as a joke. I'd never approached that joke from that side before, and uh, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh. That was that was the greatest though. Like I've had so many people message me and be like, "The fa- how you and him talk and how you go, girl. Can we talk now?" So <laughs> <laughs> I, I have well, well, the greatest line though is you gotta admit because I came up with it on that show was, uh, you know, girl, how hard it is for for a girl to find his color. <laughs> <laughs> It was the greatest. I can't. Oh, I think about it and I start to laugh. Or if I'm having a, I was having a bad day and I'm like, I got to listen to the first half of this fucking podcast. <laughs> you were like, girl. Hey, you know, listen to the girl. Can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? Yeah. <laughs> 
it was the greatest ever. I can't. It was. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not I, I'm not gay, but I played one on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So with I, that being said, Tisa, where can the uh, listeners find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook at Tisa and it's T-E-S-I-A and then Wicked. And then on Instagram, it's Tisa, T-E-S-I-A underscore the underscore Wicked. And that is where you can find me. And I think that now, have you been contacted by the uh, cares, the scares that care people? No. Okay. Okay. I, I, I want us to all get together there. Okay. Uh, I don't even know where there is. I, I just know that uh, that there is a great deal of cosmic uh, momentum heading us all that way. So Okay. okay. Cool. Fair enough. I'll Why? be next year. I, I will certainly see you before that. I hope so. Yes. I hope, I hope so. Because that, that's just got to happen. I think yeah, we, we need to get talk. on Chiller, uh, Mick. Yes. There we go. Yep. I'll be there. Okay. We'll, we'll organize it. Okay. So we'll, we will all be out on the road uh, in the coming uh, year or so, uh, just promoting the show and, and just, you know, having a lunatic time, as I think that you can tell. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is what happens. <laughs> it's great. I, I appreciate you, you both so much being so welcoming and so kind and um tj you too like for helping me introduce me to mick and stuff and it's just been it's been great and i just i feel like my level of coolness knowing you mick has gone up like, I, thought, <laughs> I thought my level of coolness was like pretty like up there because like you know tj you know he's so like he's you know he's the tj the well, boss man certainly and now i'm like Certainly, your le your level is, of something has gone up from being around me, but you should get it checked quickly. <laughs> get them levels checked, please. Yeah, get them levels checked. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> so, there you go. That's it, 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 Is this as ugly as it can get? I think it is. I think, actually, no. You know, next time we need to beat it even more with an ugly stick. Well, there, there you go. You know what? Um, <laughs> you know me and ugly sticks <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna end that episode of rabbit hole right there see you guys next week bye 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 me by
Another time